Welcome to this Meetings Today podcast. We're uh, taping here at PCMA Convening Leaders in Pittsburgh with uh, Elliot Ferguson, President and CEO of Destination DC. Thanks for joining us, Elliot. Happy to be here. Um, and let's uh, we'll talk about DC, but um, right now, and hopefully by the time a lot of people are listening to this, this may not even be an issue, but you know, the government shutdown is happening right now as we're speaking and of course people associate that with Washington DC because that's where the uh, capital is and where the federal government is based um, and Elliot why don't you tell our uh, listeners uh, what's going on there and you know I understand you guys are still open for business right yeah absolutely I, I think that as you look at our mission it's to promote things to see and do in Washington and of course promote conventions or attract conventions to the city so there's a huge uh, opportunity for us to really focus on uh, the museums that are in the city that are not part of the Smithsonian family. We're happy to have the 19 museums and the zoo that are part of the Smithsonian. But the fact of the matter is there are a series of museums that are still open in Washington, D.C. There are a lot of ways in which visitors can still enjoy coming to the nation's capital. You know, our whole uh, campaign is D.C. Cool, whereas we're marketing uh, things to see and do in D.C. or discover the real D.C., which is basically not the federal government, uh, which is still important to the city. But, but equally as much shopping, nightlife, theater, sporting events, outside activity, and the fact you still have access to some amazing museums and, and monuments in Washington. Excellent. And then so you know, outside of all this government business, uh, which everyone's grappling with, uh, what's new uh, What's new in D.C. right now as far as uh, for meeting planners and, and uh, in the hospitality industry? Yeah, absolutely. We're always excited to hear from planners the fact that there's so many amazing locations for them to do off-site venues. So in addition to the important infrastructure, be it a larger convention using the convention center and the fact that our convention center is focusing on um, continuously improving itself, uh, the technological advances within the building for those large um, meetings. Um, we're here at PCMA, the, the CEO of Events DC, which owns the convention center, Greg Odell, is going to be the chair of PCMA. So we're going to definitely capitalize on that opportunity uh, in terms of him being in that particular role. But equally as much as we look at the infrastructure, you know, new hotels that are being developed, of course, the new Marriott Marquis opened a little over uh, five years ago next to the convention center. And um, since then, there have been a ton of amazing hotels that have popped up uh, within walking distance of the convention center. Uh, one of the best opportunities to realize how easy it is to do a meeting in the city without transportation is to look at the American Geophysical Union. Union Convention, which took place in December with 28,000 visitors and no shuttle. The fact of the matter is, with the new hotels that have uh, that have opened within close proximity to the convention center, as well as those that are opening this year, it's a lot easier to to walk to the convention center or take our metro system or, or other modes of transportation, which is equally as important. Um, also, as we look at the city, we look at areas like the wharf, which did not exist in, in Washington. I've been a Washingtonian for 17 years, and I love the fact that there are neighborhoods that may have existed in name, but not necessarily areas that visitors would go to that are now prime attractions. You know, with the wharf, and it's now on its second phase um, with with the, the series of restaurants, uh, three new hotels, and concert venues, and of course, it's on the water, so it's amazing. 
uh, the new uh, soccer stadium which opened in a neighborhood which has a very uh, interesting name, Buzzard Point, um, that um, no one would go to before as a visitor, but now, and I would predict in the next five years, will be a huge part of the visit to Washington, D.C., in addition to seeing world-class uh, soccer or football, as it's called around the world, uh, and then other neighborhoods like Ivy City, Bloomingdale, um, the new entertainment and sports arena, and historic Anacostia. So these are things that allow us to really focus on, um, you know, Washington as a whole. Come to come for the American experience, but also enjoy other uh, aspects of our city. And, you know, you've been there for 17 years, and uh, I don't want to cause a problem for you politically because you got to represent the whole destination. Oh, here it comes. <laughs> here it comes. Well, what do you like to do, or what could you recommend to people there? Play Like a good place to eat, and, you know, where do you go out and just have fun or see interesting things when you're when you're on your own just as a, a tourist in city? Well, the safe answer is I do it all. Yeah, <laughs> but, but, the, but the reality is everything is neighborhood to neighborhood. Yeah. I live in Washington. I live on Capitol Hill. I chose the neighborhood because of things like Eastern Market, which is a huge attraction for visitors and for locals, uh, be it uh, antique shopping, um, great breakfast, uh, or art art and crafts from artisans from the region, or, or fresh vegetables. I love the fact that um, the Marine Corps Barracks, the oldest in the nation, is right down the street, and during the summer there are a lot of events and activities that take place there that visitors and locals can enjoy. I can walk to a baseball game from where I live on, the, on Capitol hill um, and uh, you know I, I, I really enjoy um, you know being in an industry where you're out eating a lot and, and entertaining a lot um, the thing I want to do the most is go to a local small uh, eatery and enjoy a, 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 a local you know a, a meal with my family and, yeah. and maybe do something like go to a baseball game or go to the movies, which you, I can do in the city. Um, the thing I love about living in Washington is that everything is so accessible. Mm -hmm. So when we have visitors, you know, I you don't really need a car if you live in the city in Washington, D.C. It's just so easy to get around. And um, I enjoy being in different parts of the city, perhaps areas that are not necessarily um, where all visitors go, but that's part of what we're doing is focusing on how we get visitors to enjoy some of the new areas of Washington that are up and coming. And, uh, you know, I hear like everything is like free in Washington, D.C. That's uh, the museums and that. I mean, that's a huge uh, selling point. It can't be everything, I'm sure. But, uh, you know, you can go there and really enjoy so many world-class epic institutions with, with no admission charge, right? Yeah, I think the value add of coming to a world-class city, uh, first-tier city like Washington, is the fact that um, it, there is a cost savings when you're bringing a family, when you know that there are 19 museums that are part of the Smithsonian family, including the zoo, that are free. Uh -huh. um, the the um, National Gallery of Art, which is not a part of the Smithsonian, it's also free. The Holocaust Museum is free. So, And then above and beyond that, you've got some world-class museums that have opened in the last few months, such as the Museum of the Bible, um, the National uh, Law Enforcement Museum, which just opened not long ago. The Spy Museum, which has been in D.C. for about 15 years, is moving to its new home, uh, and it'll double in size, and it's amazing in southwest Washington, D.C. So these these are things that are that that resonate with visitors when you're looking at coming to a city like Washington not needing a car um, being able to get around very easy and then going to 
so many free things. Imagine, you know, you're now your 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 revenue stream is freed up to perhaps eat at a nicer restaurant or do some shopping or things of the na- of that nature that perhaps you can't do when you go to the other other cities because you have to pay for all those things. Well, great. Well, thank you for joining us for our Meetings Today podcast today, Elliot. It's definitely my pleasure. And if anyone wants to learn more about what to see and do in Washington, Washington Washington.org is our website, and that's where we encourage visitors to find out how to navigate and enjoy Washington. And if you want to learn more about our podcast, just go to meetingstoday.com forward slash podcast, where we have a wealth of different podcasts with industry experts on a variety of issues and also uh, destination information that will help you uh, plan and execute your meetings.